On this week's episode of Friend Code, a 20-minute indie showcase from Nintendo at Gamescom, Fire Emblem impressions, and the July 2019 NPD, dominated by Nintendo. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Bradley Ellis. Achievements. Ian Hank. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty busy day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Big day. Uh, that was yeah. a lot. That was a good day. <laughs> Gamescom kicked off, if you're wondering what we're referring yeah, to. referring to Monday, I guess. A lot of reactions that we did, and uh, including a uh, delayed reaction to the Indie World Showcase. Uh, this is the first one we've gotten in English. So usually for Nintendo of America, and I believe in Europe, we get like the Nindies. At least mm-hmm. the U.S. term for it's Nindies. Yeah. But Indie World had been done in Japan. That was their presentation. I was wondering why it had different branding. And the presenters yeah. this time did, weren't on screen. They were, like did that little joke at the beginning. Hey, am I oh, like yeah. ethereal voice or something or a body experience joke? And it's like, oh, okay. And it was 20 minutes highlighting Indies. And this kind of happens twice a year. Once early in the year and once around this time around Gamescom PAX West. And I... I thought it was pretty good. I enjoy these. They, Nintendo does a pretty good job with these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got a lot of announcements, both new and old. Some shadow drops. Yeah. Game. We had some shadow drops. Couple. And uh, yeah, do, I mean, do, do you like these presentations? Like Nintendo Direct, I, I feel like they got a lot of praise. Um, do you think they do a good job with this when it comes to indie, like highlighting indie developers when they do these indie showcases? Do, do you think there's yeah. anything you would ever change about how they do them? I like Nintendo Direct style stuff a lot. Uh, I think that it's really efficient. Uh, the one thing I wish they wouldn't do is I wish they wouldn't put the little lower third of the title of the game at the beginning of every trailer. Because okay. sometimes I want to wonder, you know, just for a little bit. I got gotcha. you. That's like the only real downside, you know. Yeah, they put it the, for this one especially. It was in that little left-hand corner. Yeah. They just throw like the game title, developer, publisher sometimes that they have that information. I think with Ori, they held off a little bit. They but waited a second. But it still came in in the middle of yeah. the trailer. Once you figured out, like, oh, that's Ori, they showed it. But it's funny because at the end, they cut away from the trailer to a little interstitial, which is just like the logo, maybe the re- release window or date. And it has one of the presenters speaking, giving a little bit of overview of the game. So you, they kind of double dip on yeah. here's what it is and everything. And they could just save it for that point. Yeah. Sometimes that's kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. like some of the trailers, I'm like, I didn't really need you to unpack that. But... Eh, whatever. It doesn't make me there's mad. There's some some that's like, yeah, you're just rehashing what you just, we yeah. just saw. Especially if there's a narrator or, or text on screen. But there were like one or two I felt that once they came in and explained, I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. kind mm-hmm. of interesting. I think they should do it for some, not all. Yeah. And it is interesting going through all these games to their like websites and getting the lowdown on what they're really about. It's interesting how what they're presenting in the trailer, how much things they didn't pick up on. Like there's one we'll get to uh, called uh, Europa, yeah, the gravity changing one, mm-hmm. where I didn't understand what. The, if you watch the trailer, you could definitely pick up on this, but everything that's painted comes to life. Oh. And when you get hit, when you watch the uh, the little ragdoll thing getting hit, it loses paint. And that's how okay. it's losing life. That's how you tell your HP. Like, oh, that... And that it's getting... Okay. Yeah, mm. that, was a, like, that was a big thing. Mm. And yeah. nothing explained that. I was like, oh. I noticed the stuff like coming off, but I was like, oh, weird. Yeah, there's a lot of cool kind of like gimmicks mm-hmm. like that that you might not pick up on, so... I hope you can pick your face in that... Because the like Cus- eyes and mouth eyes. Okay, good. We'll, we'll get to it. But the one they picked, hideous. I was just like, Ugh, there's ah, definitely <laughs> yeah. a character customization aspect. Okay, okay. But they started off with a, a, a Risk of Rain two, 
uh, developed by Hopo Games and published by Gearbox. I guess that's the big thing, Gearbox mm-hmm. stepping in for this one to help publish it. Uh, if you don't remember what this is, it is a third-person shooter. It's a roguelike. It's, it can be up yourself or up to four players go through procedure, like generated levels, and you like got to reach the end, get experience, you get loot, or and you get currency. I don't know if it's actually loot. It's currency, and then you spend that currency to upgrade elements mm-hmm. of your character, and you're just trying to reach in. It's like different worlds. It's like space sci-fi mm-hmm. yeah. themed. Was the yeah. Risk of Rain 1 was 2D, right? Side scroller? I, I think no idea. Yeah, I think yeah, it was. I apologize. The, I really apologize. I have I've no never idea. played I've never played it either, but I think I this think would it be was a big change then. D- well, they said another dimension in the okay. trailer. Oh. That might be mm-hmm. okay. So I think I think that's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. They've changed it. Yeah, I was worried it was like Maybe a I'm multiplayer wrong, four play, like four v four thing, but it's not it, it's not that at all. Huh. Um it is uh co op. Mm-hmm. It's cooperative. Nice stuff. Coming this summer, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Sure. Good game to lead with, I guess. Summer's you know. running out. Aren't we in fall already? No. Technically, it goes to September 21st. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which always weirds me out that it goes it goes by the summer solstice yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's I guess like I thought that was in August. The sun's rotation or Earth's rotation around the sun. <laughs> Sorry, the sun spins on an axis, but does, the sun does not revolve around us. Uh, the next one they did was Eastward. <laughs> Settle down, Copernicus. Yeah, yeah I know. Easy. <laughs> Galileo, whoever. Uh, Developed by uh, Pixpill and published by Chucklefish, another Chucklefish mm-hmm. game. Uh, their description on their website, in a beautifully detailed and charming post-apocalyptic world, a miner discovers a mysterious little girl named Sam deep underground in a secret facility. So is the the little older man with like the white-haired girl wa- yeah. running around mm-hmm. there solving puzzles in the yeah. mine. What's this called again? Uh, Eastward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one looked really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, like you journey through decaying cities, encountering strange creatures, and in, in strange NPCs is how they mm-hmm. put it. It's single player, oh. uh, dual character adventure RPG, so toggling between the two characters, a lot of puzzle solving and dungeon elements. Yes. Do you so, think each of them has different abilities? Oh yeah, it looked, for sure. It, yeah. it definitely looked like <laughs> for sure. like she. Wild I feel like there was a part where you're lifting her up and she was small enough to get her like in a crawl space or something. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely going for that. Like uh, she will lower something down to you in this game. Sure, oh yeah, for sure. Grub, You'll lift her up. A here's lot. a ladder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They described it as rich pic- pixel art created using a combination of modern 3D lighting and retro pixel style artwork. Mm. It looked pretty good in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if this means anything to other others. I'm so, I apologize if I'm not versed as I need to be in this. But the soundtrack is composed by Joel uh, Korlitz. Hoho Come, The Unfinished Swan, The Tomorrow Children, and Gorogoas. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, with sound, dev- sound design from Irish studio Hyperduck Soundworks. Cool. Okay. Uh, music, I, I played Gorogoa and yeah. a little bit of Hoho I played Unfinished Swan. So. Oh, yeah, I played that too. So, yeah, the music yeah. was really good. Hang on one sec. I think I got just double checking something on here. All right. Yeah, that, that is correct. Okay. Uh, and it is coming in uh, 2020. I got a little little bit of the next game's bullet points mixed, mixed up. up with this one. I was starting to read something. I was like, wait a second. That's <laughs> definitely... I was like, definitely well, not. Right. I was like, you're a giant fist flying. And sh-. I was like, wait a second. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, the next yeah. game. Freedom finger. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, the, uh, but Eastward looked good. Yeah, Eastward looked good. I really liked the, uh, like... Not anime, but animated mm-hmm. train cutscene or yes, whatever. Yes, at like the beginning. Bus, truck oh, cutscene. yeah, it was really it good. Really good. It the the art style definitely sold me on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are games I just go on the eShop randomly every few months. Like, what is on here? And if it's like in the recommended, play it. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. 
this next one, which I had to confirm, the censored bar was put in by Nintendo. Oh, so I was not, that. It That's is not funny. actually a joke uh, <laughs> because it is called Batshit Crazy Space Shooter Freedom Finger, and they were censored out mm-hmm. the batshit part, wow. and in the middle finger they censored that out as well. Uh, developed by Wide Right Interactive, their webpage and the trailer seem to highlight the talent more than some of the game elements, mm-hmm. whereas the website does actually dive into a little bit. Here's why the game's cool besides... These uh, the things we got the people who got involved with this game. Okay. So the trailer they highlighted the uh, the voice talent. So they got Nolan North. They got John DiMaggio. They got Eric Baza. They got Sam Rigel. Is it Rigel or Regal? Uh, from Critical Role, Ninja Turtles, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. I apologize. When I see it, I want to say I want to say Rigel, but it might be wrong. Probably Regal then. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring music by Red Fang, yeah. Mets, Power Trip, Calm Trues, White Fence, Ty Siegel, Makeup, and Vanity Set, True Window, The Radio Department. There's a lot here. There's yeah, a, lot a lot of, of artists here. So they went all out on this. Uh, it is coming September 27th. And here's – let me go back up because here are some of the gameplay things. So your giant fist – uh, it looks like a shooter, just like yeah, a, sh- like a 2D a shooter, but the hook is melee combat. Like you can punch, you can shake, you can grab enemies and then hurl them back. And that's uh, like kind mm-hmm. of like the gimmick of it. Um, it's 36 levels spread over 12 worlds. And here's the interesting part. This might interest you a little bit more, especially you, Ian. Uh-huh. The music is heavily connected to the gameplay. So things like enemies, bosses, attacks, and events are synced to the music. Huh. Which did not come across in the yeah, trailer at all. Get that. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, so that that definitely is a better hook for someone like me uh, that would be more inclined to check that out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not great at shmups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or bullet hell especially. Like so, yeah, I just kind of it's something I would glazed play. over when this came on. I was like, uh. for group stream <laughs> night, I would probably play it for that amount of sure. length, and then if it didn't hook me at that point, it'd be like, eh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Highly satirical storyline that explores hot button topics such as communism, U.S. foreign policy, sriracha sauce, and most importantly, crafting in video games. Mm. <laughs> okay, crafting in video games. Oh boy, I could have sworn this was going to be a Devolver game. Yeah, yeah I thought so I was too. Like, How's this not a Devolver yeah. game? Oh uh, yeah, this is coming in 2020 as well. Cool. Um, this next one, uh, I guess we'd seen it before. Uh, I don't remember seeing it, but Bloodworth pointed out, I believe, that we'd seen it. Uh, it's pronounced Roki or Roke. Oh, you played this, Roque. right? Uh, yeah, I played this. Yeah, point and click adventure. Yeah, I saw there were hands-ons from like a year. I, yeah, you plus played it. At I played E3. it at E3. Yeah, I, did yeah. A, I think yeah, I talked about it in a. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how'd video. you like it? I liked it. Uh, it's it's. They said they wanted to make an accessible, modernized point and click adventure, and it feels like that. You're controlling her. Um, you know, you walk around yeah. with her. You don't like point and click where she goes. Um, but you have to gather, you know, like you have to get this item to do this thing. And, you know, you have to get a rope and a magnet to pull a sword out of a troll's back or whatever mm. it was. Stuff like that, you know. And, um, yeah, it's got Norse kind of inspired um, folkloric inspirations, you know. Yeah. I liked it. I think it's really cool. I think that part of it's pretty cool. And they, yeah. they, like, they highlight it in this, the little bullet points added at the top Yeah, kind of were the biggest hook for me. And uh, uh, Roki or whatever is the name of that monster you see at the end of the oh, trailer. Oh, okay. I can't remember her name uh, right offhand. I think her name is maybe T-O-V-E. Yeah, Tuva. Yeah, I something, think that's something what like it was. That? Yeah. I just know how to pronounce it because I knew it wasn't like Tuv. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. think it's that. 
But yeah, the 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 adventure, courage, and folklore are kind of like the three tenets of this game. But I like this tagline. This sorry, this is the point I wanted to make. On their website, it says this is a game about monsters that shouldn't exist but do. Whoa. Whoa. I was like, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Perfect. Yeah, it's fun. I, I look forward to it. Coming this winter. So nice. Uh, it look, perfect theme game for that time When's of year. When's winter I start? Yeah, I don't know their December? definition of yeah. winter. Yeah, it's Does December, December count or is it the end of December, like proper winter? And does that mean next year technically? Because it says coming this winter. Right. They never that could put be, a year. Yeah, that could be March. We. Th- this is a... Mm. This is a hot topic. Yeah. When game companies use the term winter, I hate that. Well, winter always means this will be delayed. To yeah, me. it means we don't know a time, <laughs> we have but it's no probably idea. coming yeah. in the mm. near yeah. future. Also, like, winter for me, having grown up in the Midwest, is like seven months long. Yeah. And then there's like long a winter. month of fall and spring, and then it's just terrible and hot. So, <sighs> yeah. yeah. And out here, it's just always, it's the either same. always fall or it's too hot yeah. for three months. Winter is, here is like rain. Mm-hmm. For like a day. Yeah. Yeah. I I've lived here for eight years and it's done what I would call actually rain maybe three times. This year I think we saw the most rain I've ever seen since living in California. Mm-hmm. It actually felt somewhat normal. It's like, oh okay, here we go. Multiple yeah. months where it actually rains. We're still in extreme days. drought though. Yeah. California? Oh forever. Oh, yeah. We're hosed. Forever. Oh yeah. Bad stuff. Well, actually we're not hosed. If we were hosed, it'd be great. Because yeah. water comes out of hoses. We're burnt. Mm-hmm. We're burnt. We're burnt. <laughs> you burnt us. Drought. Uh, this next one, I don't know if the game itself uh, is as interesting to me so much as like the, the way they the trailer, the style of the trailer. I think you even commented on it after the fact because you weren't there for us. I think when you walked in, you mentioned it or someone did. Maybe it was Bloodworth. Torchlight 2. Oh, oh yeah. You know, the, when they're just yeah. sitting around playing the game, the two characters, and they're just like I- oblivious to everything around them. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, they kind of like high five each other. And that wasn't like, me. I saw it today, but okay. it was yeah. a funny trailer. Then it was Bloodworth. Yeah. Bloodworth yeah. was like having a really good time. Like, this is great. Probably it's a saw, funny idea. Yeah. Probably saw a success with Diablo, and they're like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Because Torchlight 2 came out a hot minute ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came out. Yeah, yeah, this is coming out September third. Yeah, so it's a little bit after. Yeah, it's just like just oh, a little bit. Super old game. But yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Throw yeah. it. On the, that, yeah. I, cool. I'm a full supporter Throw of throwing it on the Switch. Switch brings Throw a, lot, a lot of games. On the Switch. And just yeah. because something had any kind of success before doesn't mean it's gonna find like even bigger success potentially. Yeah. Uh, Hollow Knight was getting a whole bunch of acclaim the year it came out on PC, and then it came to Switch, and it was like, yeah, oh, just blew everything yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like record sales. Well, because a game, especially a game like that. Makes sense on the Switch so well. Yeah. I saw an article today. Yeah. Side side topic. I yeah, saw sure. an article that got hands on with The Witcher Three on Switch, and they said it was amazing. Really? Cool. <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently, from Gamescom, people are saying yeah. the, the trailer they recorded do, is doing it a disservice. Yeah. Apparently, like Nintendo needed it by a certain date, and so it was an earlier build. And it's like this is as good as we can get. Looking for your weird timetable. That's kind of unfortunate, hmm. and, honestly. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just got to rely on word of mouth where people say, I actually played it. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I, I wonder if it's more just... You their... played it? No, no. Oh, um, yeah. People who say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm curious if it's kind of like what uh, id was doing allowing a uh, like panic button whoever was porting yes. it was panic yeah. button because yeah. they're actually the ones who are handling torchlight 2 when they were doing like doom they were doing wolfenstein to see is this possible does anyone even care about this on the like uh, on the uh, mm-hmm. the switch and they're like oh it actually sold it beat our expectations reconnoitering and then it paid off mm. exploratory i just hope it leads to, you know 
more games coming to Switch. Yeah, you know, that's always a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's you know, certain company EA, you know, would love you know, nice to get involved at some point with some games, but you never know. But as I said, Torchlight uh, Switch port is being handled by Panic Button. Okay, they've kind of proven themselves to be the masters yeah. of Switch ports. Yeah, at this I played point. Doom quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty good. They are pretty impressive with what they can get done. I mean, I'm amazed that that even runs on. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, <laughs> like at any in any capacity. I would yeah. not recommend it over other versions. Sure. You have the option, but it works fine. Yeah. Was that the version we had to play for the challenge yes. thing? Oh yes. my gosh! Yes, that was a that was an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pet unicorn and pet yapper minion or something is exclusive yeah, to the some, Switch. Some like pet, yeah, I guess yeah, they had it in the trailer. Yeah. Both of them just like in yeah, one some shot. Yeah, well, the unicorn, unicorn is exclusive. The yapper is a pre-order bonus. Unclear oh. if it's exclusive. There you go. That, that's what the trailer said. Ian anyway. with the cr- that makes me think yeah, it's not the scoops. Yeah, it's probably, probably just not. like or it's a timed exclusive you or something. Get it or, or yeah. We'll have to Missed see. opportunity to do some Nintendo theming. Yeah, that's a thing. I I do know this, Brad. Uh, I heard uh, heard from a source for uh, uh, one of the indie games that came out a few years ago on Switch that they wanted uh, they wanted to put a Mario costume element on their main character for the Switch version. Nintendo wouldn't Nintendo's like, is like no. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes Nintendo is all arms wide all open. For it. Hey, Cans uh, of Hyrule, make this happen, or you know something like that. And then other times, just like, hey. We, we, no, hmm. it doesn't make sense for us. Yeah, uh, yeah it'll be interesting to see it be a fly in the wall in one of those meetings, seeing like what is their criteria for what. M- I what wonder they what promote. amount of control they exert if they let you put their. You know what I mean? Like, because they definitely well, are weird. They're like cagey. Yeah, it's it. just some. Yeah, because Crypto Necro Dancer for an indie game was successful but yeah. it wasn't on the I don't think it had the clout of say Blizzard and Diablo when Nintendo said here's some Nintendo exclusive right. items right. in Diablo right. 3 right. versus make a whole game using Zelda elements for Cadence of Hyrule it's just who they pick and choose is kind of interesting sometimes mm-hmm. I, feel. I mean I'm still amazed that Rabbids and Mario Kingdom Battle Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle even happened yeah, yeah. What a weird game and let alone was good <laughs> and worked out <laughs> proves anything is possible yeah anything uh, this next one, Skater XL. This has been an early oh, access yeah. since December yeah. of this oh, year. I didn't know that. Uh, it's basically a game. It's a successor to a mobile game. Now it's like the it's like the console PC uh, iteration mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. But it was born of uh, the desire to make uh, another real type of skating game because it's been an absence right. from the, the market. There hasn't been a traditional style Wait, skating game. It started in, as a phone game. There, the first, there's one called Skater, which is on mobile devices. Is that one like a full physics simulation? I of have the board no too? idea. That's nuts. That one I don't know, and I was a little surprised. Like, wait, a mobile game? But Skater XL, oh, this does not look like a mobile game. No. This is definitely... It looked pretty good, yeah. actually, I thought. Yeah, it's... Uh, the trailer for it was a little weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the best trailer. Some of those moves weren't super clean. I was yeah. surprised they threw it in there. I Once like, I found Ooh. out, it was... Because I thought it came out in December. This was just a Switch port coming out later this year. Mm. It's been an early access since December of last year, so it's still an early access mm-hmm. game. On I was like, PC? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I saw it on the Steam, uh, Steam okay, page, okay. so gotcha. that's where... It was, and yeah, skate legendary real world skate spots. I was like, oh, so they're recreating mm-hmm. iconic locations. Style tricks any way you want, and make every trick and line your own. So it's about 
having a lot of freedom and having a lot of customizations over the like inputs you do to make it the yeah. most authentic feeling skate simulator. Which to me is why yeah. I, I imagine probably why they kept those weird mm-hmm. looking moves in there because it's like showing that it is. Yeah, like, like some of them like landing it. I was like, oh, that's like not that clean. That's pretty not. That's not clean. So yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's something people. A group of people wanted, and yeah. they haven't had yeah. that uh, that Since scratch in a while. It's been gone. Uh, Easy Day Studios is developing this, also self-publishing, I believe, and it's coming to Switch in 2020. Oh, I don't okay. know if that's the actual release date or just the window. Just the like if it's like if early window. access extends, like that's just the early access version coming to Switch. I'm not entirely sure. I didn't double check on that one. I apologize. Uh, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning. The next one, Europa. Oh yeah. So developed by Freckle puzzle platform game with a strong emphasis on exploration and experimentation. Hmm. Uh, so here's some clarifications on how the mechanics work. Your special wall climbing abilities enable you to conquer environmental challenges in creative ways. You have extremely short legs and cannot jump onto like walls. And also, you need a curved surface to be able to change between different uh It's basically planes. a third person Monument Valley. Yeah. yeah. And you aren't gravity defying. If you jump uh, while walking on walls or ceilings, you can fall off. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so you can jump. Okay. Yeah. So you can jump. Um, all the characters in Europa are kept alive by a thin layer of paint. Without paint, they become lifeless. Ugh. And then they had a little section on customizing your character, whole bunch of different like palettes and like paints you can put on, different face Sticker Good. type looking thing. Yeah, because so, the one in the trailer was horrifying. Yeah, it was a little uh, whoa. Yeah, I, was like, Ugh. I think just the shape of the model that you like design looked weird. Yeah, enough to me, they the, made one look like a normal kid, like in like a hoodie or Parker. Uh, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the face looked a little bit more normal. It's like, okay, oh, okay, okay. Like human. I guess is a better way to put it. It's like, oh, interesting. They're gonna get really elaborate with these. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I forget who mentioned it first, and I agree with them during our reactions, Brad. The camera angle felt a little too, too close. close. Too tight. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a little motion sick yeah. going on with me there. Yeah, yeah, especially with shifting environments like that. It's kind of intense. Hopefully they uh, have a little back. options to yeah, like, zoom cameras. out. Would be nice. Yeah. Uh, next one, another old indie game, a very popular indie game coming to Switch. Super hot. Oh, Super yeah. Hot. yeah. Shadow dropped. Yeah, it was shadow dropped during the presentation. Available right away. Originally released in 2016, so yeah. you know, three years later. Mm-hmm. Hey, throw it on the switch. For those who don't know what this is, it's a first-person shooter where time moves when you move, and uh, it's like a minimalist visual language that helps you focus on the gameplay, the gameplay, and uh, like the fights themselves is how yeah. they pitch it. And uh, yeah, it looks very distinct. Looks. Awesome. Super hot? Yeah. 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 yeah you played really, it? Really cool. No, I've actually, oh, man, I, I think I've only, I saw a, uh, I saw a demonstration of it at an event back when I just got back to Easy, oh, like okay. joined Easy oh, Allies. Yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. it was E3 or something. I saw some presentation for it at some it's booth. It's bonkers in Ye- VR. Yeah. <laughs> I know you want to play, play VR, VR but, but like, it looks yeah. made for yeah, VR. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a. It's still really good in this. Are, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> it's pretty bonkers in VR. But yeah, it'd be good on the Switch. I think. I think it would. How's the music in that game? Have you played uh, it? Do you remember? I don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah. Honestly, seems like it would have a really awesome synth soundtrack. Uh, 
That could be it could be rock. I'm not I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm not remembering. Maybe it. there is no soundtrack. Maybe it's like. I mean, silent. I remember things like you know mm-hmm. when you like move fast. Oh, you know? so but the, like rewinding and yeah, effect, I know? don't remember. It's weird. Interesting. I don't Have to check that out. Some maybe point. there isn't a lot of music. I don't know. This next one, I'm not. I've heard this mentioned a lot, but I've never really engaged with this series at all. Dungeon Defenders. Right. Mm-hmm. I played yeah. a little of Dif- Dungeon There's Defenders Dungeon Defenders too. and Dungeon Defenders 2 that mm-hmm. came out, and now we're getting Dungeon De- Dungeon Defenders Awakened uh, from Chromatic Games. Mm-hmm. This is a Kickstarter game. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I had to, when I looked up, this is a Kickstarter game. It is a brand new cooperative tower defense action RPG that recaptures the soul of the original Dungeon Defenders. I think Jones likes Dungeon Defenders a lot. I, I have a feeling he does. I think he does, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tower defense, he loves it. For those yeah. who care about the lore, it's set after the events of, Def- of Defenders 2. But it's I gonna, thought it said it was a prequel. But it's, but it's going to have time travel. Oh. So you're time traveling back to the beginning, and it's gonna ha- you can have like dire implications for how you affect the timeline or something cool. like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a travel back in time to when and where it all began, with the four young heroes banding together in their parents' castle, facing a time-altering menace who could reshape the past, present, and future of Dungeon Defenders. Mm. Like, whoa, okay. Nothing like a sequel that takes place before <laughs> the events <laughs> of everything. And you can change everything about yeah, yeah. They need more sequels where you go back to the original events of like past games and you mm-hmm. can mess with them. Yeah. Like I want back to the future style stuff. And it like changes your save or something for the old oh, game. Oh yes. Here we go. <laughs> someone like deletes may. characters. Or someone just tell us what that game is if it already exists. I'm just missing it. Four player split screen local multiplayer. Nice. Yeah. Sure that's gonna make a lot of people happy as well as four player online offline multiplayer. We should Got, stream it. Yeah this looked uh looked rough running. Yeah looked real rough. Rewatching the trailer a few cool. times. You can play, yeah. yeah up close but I think it's meant to be played a little zoomed out, you know, yeah. power defense. But mm. some of those shots up close, yeah, like the the mm-hmm. little goblin monsters, like, real chuggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Switch version does support motion controls. Cool, so, great. One of the things. Uh, one interesting thing, because I see more and more games doing this lately. I'm kind of curious how you feel about this, or if you even tried it out. Uh, Twitch integration. Oh, so with a seamless chat overlay. Uh, Chat has the ability to vote on game-changing mutators. I've played. Uh, yeah, who did this? Uh, Vermintide did this. Vermintide did that. Yeah. Um, Choice Chamber. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? That was like built around that. I love um, that stuff. That's cool. Yeah, dude. I've I've played Vermintide on streaming with chat influencing things. Boy, does that make it hard. Yeah. Woof. Surprise. <laughs> they picked the hardest stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, guys. <laughs> cool. I'd really like to try that out. Um, yeah, we should do it. A, yeah, I think that would make a really. I feel like, surprised we haven't done it yet. We really should do that for a group stream at some point. Coming to Switch, uh, February twenty twenty, as a timed console exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one, uh, I think a lot of people are talking about this one after it was shown. The tourist spelled with a Y. Tu- oh yeah, Tour- tourist. Tourist. The tourist. The tourist. Yeah, it's the tourist. <laughs> tourist. Tour Uh Developed by Sheenan. Uh, they made Fast RMX, Fast Racing Neo, a whole bunch of other games. Mm-hmm. What a uh, what a pivot. Yeah, they made like <laughs> a bunch of nano uh, like racer or nano something shooter game. Mm, okay. uh, they've been making games forever since like the Wii Game Boy Advance, I think. Days. Oh wow! They made since the early two thousands, like early to mid two thousands. They've been developing games. 
this game was just wow. The the like the voxel art they used. The first shot, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. here we go again. Another yeah. game trying to look like this, and then it just went to all sorts of crazy places. Mm-hmm. It was like lighting. I was just like, where? What are you doing <laughs> in this yeah. game? It's like you're spelunking, you're yeah. surfing, you're doing, doing like everything. everything. You're going up to shops and buying stuff. Going to an arcade machine, playing an arcade playing fast. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Playing like, fast, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so your uh, characters are arriving at the Monument Islands. You're going to discover exotic islands, and they're like, you want to go swimming? Go swimming. Want to climb into deep mines and uncover secret passages? Go ahead. Dance into the sunset at a beach party. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, do sure. some shopping. Go swimming. Yeah. So uh, you really are just a tourist. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> you just that makes do whatever sense. you want. Yeah, uh, from did it interest you? Did it look pretty good to you? Yeah, it looked cool. Looked yeah. cool. The idea sounds fun. Yeah, just something weird like that. I, I wonder... didn't think it would be like open like that. I thought it would just be yeah, a story. I'm curious, like, is it just completely open, or do you actually have objectives presented? I'm to sure you? you'll have some, and you have choices sort of, of what you want to do. Thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely want to try it out. Coming November. Yeah, soon. Yeah. But visually, it looked great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it looked really I, cool. Was that Switch exclusive? Uh, does they not say, say sh- on there. It might be for console. I know they don't bring up other ones. Yeah. Usually, they say if it is. Yeah, Usually it's I mentioned. don't remember them saying it, so okay. probably not, yeah. I guess. This next one was also, just came out of nowhere for me, Skellboy. Skellboy, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fun. man. The, another one with amazing art style. Mm-hmm. It's like a 2D, 3D. They they just said 2D art meets 3D gameplay. Whoa. Yeah. It's like 2D cutouts. Like, like if you Paper took, Mario. Yeah, but yeah. If you took like a cardboard yeah. construction and then put the sprites on each side. Yeah. And then, yeah, had 3D environments. Yeah. Good good way. From Umaiki Games. Play as Skippy, the square, flexible skeleton in this cute action RPG. <laughs> I like the word cute yeah. use there. Keep a heartbroken court magician from destroying the world with his army of monsters and undead. Crush your enemies and make good use of their guts, literally, as you can augment Skippy with the with your foe's body parts oh, yeah. and weapons. So that's the gameplay hook. Ooh, you put like meat on your skeleton body. Yeah, there's one part where you like put pumpkin over you, mm-hmm. and then like you were clad in like a, a knight suit doing platforming. You love mm-hmm. that gears part. I remember mm-hmm. the little spinning. Gears. Yeah, it was like clock tower. Yeah, stuff. you're like, oh yeah, that look. It looks good. I'm into. Yeah, it looks fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Coming December third. Oh, yeah. Be cool. Don't know if that's exclusive or not. No idea. This next one was also this this little batch right here. I think was the like the the most unique set of games. Earth. This one was Earth Knight. The one about oh, dragon, yeah. the auto this runner one, with dragons. Oh, this one looked. Oh, it's an auto runner. So okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, so it is. Okay, because okay. yeah. yes. I was wondering. I was like, what the hell is this though? So. Looked a little bullet hell, so it made me nervous. But like, it looks no. so cool. It looks awesome. Visually. And I got some, I got some deets because there's a lot of things going on in there. It's yeah. like there's like the skydiving part. You're like, wait, yeah. w- what are you doing here? Battle Royale, Endless Runner. And the environments looked way bigger than any like Endless Runner type game I'd ever seen. So it's like, yeah. is there a little bit more to this? Yeah, very, very curious. So it's a procedurally generated platformer auto runner that takes place in a dystopian future just after the Dragon Apocalypse. Yeah. As you do. Mm-hmm. Each run begins in space. You must traverse five layers of the atmosphere on the perilous journey down to Earth, alternating between skydiving and auto-running on the backs of dragons. It's up to a 14-year-old high schooler and a freelance photographer <laughs> to stop the dragons. I was from... wondering what, how the two so, characters, yes. yeah. So a 14-year-old, 14, 14-year-old girl and their freelance photographer. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Coming later this year. So what it sounds to me is like you have to try to make the full five dragon run yeah. in one go without yes. dying or yeah. you start over. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And all those collectibles. Like they looked like there was different paths you can take, like activating things would make it a little easier to traverse mm-hmm. yeah. a section of platforming. Man, that'll be a good stream, I think. Yes. It looks amazing. Can't Visually wait to play that. Incredible looking. Yes. Oh. Just that one must play when it comes out. Next up, hop. Hotline Miami Collection. Mm. Another hey, throw it shadow on the switch. Drop. Yep, throw it on the switch. Zero, zero violence in it. Yeah, that trailer. Zero. This is like in the a, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like a little chill. Like, it was yeah. like the chill atmospheric trailer. Cutscene yeah, trailer. Yeah, trailer. Violent trailer. And dark game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I mean, I really love all the music and the vibes of these games, except for well, the. The visual, you know, but, like, the vibes of them are so depressing mm-hmm. that, like, thinking about going through and playing them again, I was just like, nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I feel like this is just to catch anyone who hasn't played them yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was made available right after the announcement. On, cool. It's digital, digital only, so mm-hmm. only on the eShop. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Love a good shadow drop. Throw it on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, next day, a sizzle reel. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of games. A lot of these with, games. With some of my... Favorites of the show in it. Yeah, because I think a lot of these were featured in the last Nindies Focus yeah. presentation earlier this E3 year. Or uh, Blasphemous, mm-hmm. the 2D Hell Dark yeah. Souls type Looks game cool. coming September 26th. Yeah. September, stack September. Yeah. So we're naming so, it right now. So nervous about trying to get through all these games, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, close to the Sun looked like a first person adventure coming later okay. this year. There's a guy opening a book and solving some like di- uh, sundial. Oh, looking yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is thing. that the Bioshock esque one? It looks, yeah. yeah, it yeah. does yeah, look yeah, steampunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cat Quest two, yep, coming sure. to Steam. Heroes pumped. Uh, Spirit Farer. That, that, one, that one I'm right, so yeah, excited for. That was for. prominently featured in the yeah. last Nidney showcase. I'm really excited. About uh, coming spring next year. Uh, Trying four, the Nightmare mm-hmm. Prince, still going. October eighth, twenty nineteen. Sure. Creature in the Well. Yep. Uh, Very excited. Saw a lot that of that. We had a dev come in and stream that. If you missed it, check it out. It was a lot of fun. September sixth, twenty nineteen. Iceborne day. Oh gosh, it's a rough day. Uh, One Finger Death Punch Two. It was like the stick figure oh, fighting right. game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, December second, twenty nineteen. Uh, Best friend forever. A uh, bunch of like looks like visual novel. A bunch of like diverse oh. characters and their pet dogs and like mm-hmm. that's how they meet each other. It's like it's a sm- dog raising dating. Scene, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming February fourteenth, twenty twenty. Good day. Valentine's Day. Uh, Fogs. Two dog heads with that, like connected with one slinky yeah, like body, Nobu, like Nobu puzzle. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks very much like that. Very mm-hmm. funny looking. Uh, coming early 2020. Uh, what the golf coming this right. winter? Uh, Keen. Uh, this was also featured in, I believe, either the, the Stadia presentation or Keeley's thing. One of the two. Uh, it's Not the like, thing. it's the three musical instruments where they like roll around on oh, those oh, squares. Oh, this will look yeah. cool. It yeah, it looks pretty. Must cool. have been Stadia because it wasn't. Yeah, I think it was Stadia. Stadia. Yeah. That one looked interesting. Uh, Hypercharge unboxed. Huber seemed related to this. Toy Soldiers, the game right. <laughs> okay. with FPS yeah. coming this winter. Uh, Northguard, a Viking RTS mm-hmm. yep. coming September 26th, man. September. Man. Uh, Spark- that one's out on PC already. Yeah. yeah. Sparklight, it looked like a Zelda-like 2D sprite game. Mm. It had like those cool boss battle, like one had like a like a ball and chain with spikes that mm-hmm. like tossed at you uh, coming this fall. And finally, Munchkin Quack Quest. Had some duck with a crown running around at one part. That's what cool. stood out to me. It coming like this it's fall, cards there were cards at one point, and then it was like an it's action. Like Hand of Fate or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
they wrapped it up with a biggie. Yeah. This had been rumored for a long time. Oh, I didn't know it had been rumored. Uh, it was part of the whole bunch of like Xbox teaming up with Nintendo mm-hmm. crossover collaboration stuff. Um, people were wondering where, when it was going to happen, if it was going to happen, and finally got some of it happening. Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition is coming to Switch on September 27th. September. <laughs> they're all like brutal. either the 6th or the 26th yes. or 27th. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe the um, 23rd in there, too. For you don't know what this is, a beautiful-looking platform adventure, Metroidvania. You gotta keep using that term. Video game. It's by Moon Studios. It is being published by Xbox uh, Game Studio. So Cuphead was... Uh, Self-published on Switch, is it MDR, is yeah, that what it is? The, yeah, yeah, Studio MDHR, or oh, M- something like that. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. And even uh, Mahjong did uh, Minecraft. So I don't know if this is the first official Xbox slash Microsoft published. Like they're actually publishing mm-hmm. it. Um, anyway, uh, it's a big deal because it's been rumored. You know, we got Cuphead, we got Banjo and Smash. Now we got this, uh, and there's an Ori sequel coming. Boy, so it's yeah. like, what's the catch, man? What Nintendo thing is going to come to Xbox now? So there's a catch, and this is the update to the story. Because this was exciting. This was feel good. This is going to be a great thing. The sky is the limit, man. All these things are coming to be. But uh, you got to pump the brakes on that train, that right. Nintendo-Microsoft train, unfortunately. All right, all right. In a statement to Game Industry Biz today, Microsoft stated that we have no plans to further expand our exclusive first-party games to other consoles. Mm. <laughs> so that uh, sounds like that train is coming full stop. But why those two games? I wonder. Then, um, yeah, yeah I, I feel like this is. Or I feel like this is not, not talking about any. Others yeah, I feel like this still. might just be. We got to protect our own value and we don't want people just assuming mm-hmm. every single thing under the sun because there is a rumor that like Killer Instinct was a new right. rumor about Killer yeah. Instinct might be coming to Switch and stuff like anything that goes to Games Pass Games Pass might be Eventually coming, coming yeah, to Switch there's yeah there's all of these things that have not been confirmed that are just hearsay at this point because you know no one's you know got anyone on record going for it just I got you know anonymous sources here but a lot of these have started, they've happened just a little later than we thought. Yeah. Cuphead, Banjo, this. It feels weird to end on this one. Yeah, I mean, Ori. Yeah. Ori makes perfect sense, though, if you think about it, because Metroidvanias do super well on the Switch. Oh, yeah. And they've got a new Ori coming out. So it's like maybe they'll get a few people to play the first one who had never played it. That'll then garner interest for the new one, you know. But I just don't see why Microsoft's putting in the effort. Like they, Nintendo has to do something for them. I wonder if there's a weird thing. So you know, you do, we just we get to kind of double, not double that. We kind of get to cheat and break the Nintendo wall here and talk about other non-Nintendo news relevant to this discussion. Though I wonder <laughs> if it's a situation like a second party, the weird second party thing the where second party. because mm. Sony just bought Insomniac, yeah, yeah, and now they're like, I saw. Uh, they tweeted, uh, I forget their, oh, why can't I remember their name? Tweeted out from Somniac. Now I don't have to go through the trouble of explaining second party to people anymore. <laughs> or first was party. Was it Ted Price? No, uh, Jay Stevens. Okay. Uh, let's apologize. I, Insomniac guy. Uh, yeah, they're well known. I feel so bad I'm getting this wrong. Um, well, it's I apologize. It's the lights. It's, as Huber would yeah, say. Yeah, it's his new backlight that lights. you can't see on camera right now. Or maybe you can. I, I don't know. Um, I hope you can see their the light. The point I'm trying to make is, maybe the like Moon Studio, uh, 
Moon Studios, I don't know if they're actually owned by Microsoft, but Microsoft's been buying up a lot of studios yeah. as well. But I wonder if there are these weird contractual things with some of their existing games that are exclusive to Xbox oh. that could, because they're not technically first party, they're second party, that weird loophole, yeah. they could come to Switch. Because they specifically say exclusive first party games to other consoles, and they say we have no plans. Right. It's like plans can change. You know, I wouldn't yeah. take this as... Definitive, I kind of oversold it. I want to take it well, as definitive. Yeah. I mean, if they're second party, though, it's not first party. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, your point's a good one, though, Ian, that, hey, we do have Ori sequel coming out. Let's get as many people interested. It was like, hey, if you want to play the new one, you got to get it on you one of our play. platforms to play it. Yeah. But at the same time, I wonder how much money Microsoft could get by having all those sales on Xbox One. Are there any platform that you can play Ori on that's a Microsoft platform? As well as having it on Switch as well and getting a right. cut of that. It's just, it's always interesting to see. I, I feel like, you know, if you can sell your games on other platforms while still protecting the value of, like, your hardware or right. your, your IP, why not go for it? I, I mean, I, I still think that Microsoft is going to be leading the charge on the, like, becoming the Netflix of games kind of a thing. Okay. Like, I think, I still think that's where their mind is, like, heading. Eventually. Oh, it's, yeah, it's what, yeah. I want, it's what I want to believe, <laughs> and like, too. Well, yeah, yeah and, like, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Next Gen is the last, like, Xbox, or or at least, well, at least not maybe not the last Xbox, but, like, the last uh, where they're pumping exclusivity, because, yeah, like, Netflix wants to be on devices. Google wants their stuff on devices, mm-hmm. because then they just get more eyes, so... Like, if they do go that route and don't pump the brakes on it, they I mean, would want to be on this. Switch. seems like they're already going that route. They're already yeah. putting everything on PC yeah. pretty much now. Yeah. It felt like, uh, not I felt like, someone did from Microsoft, I just don't remember the name right now, did say recently that they have no, I think it was a Gamescom, uh, so they have no plans for a streaming-only device. Like, uh, the, the, they'll always have a hardware device yeah, 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 for yeah. Xbox. There won't be a streaming-only Xbox. Yeah, I think that like they'll Stadia, always, I think they'll always be an Xbox. I, I kind of... Didn't mean like they're they'll stop making Xbox, yeah. but they'll stop like trying to only have you play their stuff yes. on the Xbox. Yes, yeah, I, I got what you're, you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like that's kind of how they've been positioning themselves, and it makes sense, especially if Nintendo's always gonna have this problem where it's t- it is difficult, it is a challenge to bring current gen game ports over to the Ooh, that Nintendo. hardware, yeah. and it doesn't seem like they're any they have, Nintendo's any interest in getting in the arms race in terms of like graphics. They're of just power? Not, no, they're not going that way. Yeah, yeah no. and Games Pass stuff like Games Pass plus a streaming service would be very lucrative and ideal to Nintendo and Microsoft. Like, hey, we want our service on your hardware mm-hmm. because we can offer games that your system could not run, but it's through our streaming service, and you got to, like, you know, get people to sign up for it and stuff, and you get a cut of it. And it's, like, yeah. kind of solving two problems. It's solving a problem for both of them. New revenue streams for that streaming service, which they need more users to adopt on Microsoft's end. Nintendo wants people to buy their systems for not just their, their exclusive games, for as many great game experiences as possible. And they can't get all of them on their system due to their hardware restrictions. Yeah. And it just, seems so, this is like a perfect uh, match. This might seem like a downer, but like, I just don't believe Nintendo all the time, like anything online. Cause they're pretty <laughs> much in the stone age with online. And like, yeah. they're so late to the party but, on everything online. This wouldn't be them doing it. Oh, you just mean their stance would be like, yes. they want to go their for this. Their stance because is what I mean. Cause they're, yeah. they're so always like that. And they've sometimes. always been like that. Is Netflix even on the switch ever yet? No, no it's not. <laughs> yet. Like, it's that's like, so weird. Yeah. It's like, why? Why not? I don't know. 
It's so Was weird. it on the Wii U? Yes. Yeah. And it actually, its like, service is ending on the Wii, or has ended on the Wii if U. If your stuff is uh, on the Wii U, but oh. not on the Switch, what are you doing? I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is why I thought, like, Nintendo can't do it, bring other people to, to do, do it, it for them. Yeah, and, right. Like, I expect, like, Stadia somehow at one point to maybe be available on Switch, too. It's like, just let all the options be there. You know, let people choose. Like, you can yeah. access Stadia through your Switch. It's like, yeah. sure. I'm just waiting for, like, that stadia connect some time to happen where they go and guess what you're going to be able to play it on your switch this fall it's like oh there we go mm-hmm. well and you know what's crazy is like even the playstation who sells their own like you can rent movies and stuff on the playstation through the playstation store even they have apps for every single yeah you know oh yeah and it's just like it's, that's just the way nintendo it is. has no alternative and they're still not even it, doing netflix or anything and not every game's gonna do this but uh what Sean Layden was referring to, they just confirmed at Gamescom as well for Sony. Um, first party multiplayer games will be like, crossplay. Will be not just crossplay. Will be available on PC. Oh. Wait, first cross party play. multiplayer games like multiplayer centric. On let me get this like up here. Real I quick. need an example. Yeah. So not here. first party though. Hang on, PlayStation. First party or PlayStation games coming to PC. Yeah, this is. Let me get this correct. Maybe uh, like, yeah, games going forward. PlayStation Now on PC. Oh, PlayStation no, 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 Now. No, 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 that's not it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, while while I'm looking this up, let me give you the. Uh, we got a patron question here about indies. Let me get you oh, okay. talking about this while okay, I look yeah, this yeah. up because I don't want. I was just about to start. Not talking gonna, about not gonna leave me hanging on this one. <laughs> like, give me a sec. Um, but Throw anyway, on the switch, whatever. Throw yeah. on the switch. Throw on the switch. <laughs> oh man, like using again, the Joy Cons. Yeah, Bloodborne. Perfect. No, <laughs> Dark Souls right. is so much harder. On First patron <laughs> question <laughs> comes from playing it on a plane. Owen. Yeah. Uh, I Hi, know Owen. the PC will always be the go-to platform for indie developers for obvious reasons, but seeing how well Nintendo partners with indies for Switch, I wanted to ask. Is there a better place for indies, or as I call them, nindies, to shine right now than the Nintendo Switch, especially uh, versus that of PS4, Xbox, and the PC? So I feel like nindie or not nindies, indies go in a cycle of when a console's newer. I feel like the console themselves or pushes them much more. That happened with PlayStation when PS4 came out; they're big on indies. Xbox has been big on indies and 360. Now Nintendo's with it, and the other big boys have kind of drifted off because there's so much more out there. I think indies are awesome games to fill a void. And while Nintendo's doing first person, like, obviously Fire Emblem still came out. It helps fill the void. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it had... I mean, it was there during, like, Wii U. Like, Wii U was struggling as well, and I feel that's when they went full on with indie support. And that that laid the groundwork for the the path to Switch. Like, it finally paid off on Switch when Switch became a better selling console. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. console. Everyone just said, oh, I bought this indie game on Switch. Oh, there's a larger install base here. Oh, translates to a huge success of a game. Wow. Uh, yeah, Nintendo's the place. Let me tell mm-hmm. everyone about this. You know, And as you said like earlier on, less clutter in the online shop compared to other storefronts. Yeah. Or it's just like, how do you even get discoverability handled with a small indie game if you're not promoted on the top page? It's like right. such a huge hurdle to overcome. Mm-hmm. And my Speaking with dev friends of mine, developer friends, uh, they say that Nintendo has like, been really good to work with. Like I guess the for the Switch and stuff, like they'll promote and they are easier to get your game on. Whereas, like, Sony, the certification process is mm-hmm. famously difficult yeah. and, like, really chal- like weird and nitpicky. 
Um, and it's like delays your updates and stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, Epic probably is the like if you're a dev, you know, Money. like yeah, pub like public outcry aside, like Epic is probably the best place for indies. Just because they're really courting it and throwing a lot of money around, mm-hmm. maybe not the best place for like public opinion currently. But like, um, yeah, Nintendo's been good at courting that. So yeah. also, there's that. Hopefully, they keep it up. Yeah, yeah. I I really like, and plus the Switch just feels right for a lot of these games too. You know. Yeah, Nintendo's stance on this has been really they've been really receptive, as you said, very. Very open to working with everyone, and, and the promotion thing I think is the biggest thing. Yeah. Sony and, and Microsoft at one point were huge yeah. on indie games, and then they kind of kind of receded from that. Slowly, they removed components of that from their presentations, their live mm-hmm. press conferences. Whereas Nintendo, even they still have their big directs, which will have the biggest big indie titles mentioned, but they still heavily promote and do these indie-specific yeah. showcases. Which is really cool. And before this, they used to do uh, uh, actual hands-on events. Some I used to go to where it was exclusively indie-focused, or part of the presentation was, here's our first-party lineup for this quarter coming out. Now here's our indie games. Now get hands-on with all of them. Mm-hmm. They, they've And they have that whole department. They, they've had like people come in and out of their uh, kind of their relations department that works with indie developers and publishers to secure those games as you said working uh, being really easy to work with yeah i just think it reminds me a little bit of the approach that i read about and heard about uh through secondhand stories of sony working with developers during the ps1 slash ps2 days to court people over and win them over from nintendo who had like you know this iron claw and everything and they're like everyone's like oh no sony's fantastic to work with man they're going the extra mile to get these games and supporting us it feels like kind of like the mentality i feel like nintendo has with indie developers right now and it's funny that sony had that at the beginning a little bit of the ps4 and then a friend of mine a developer i don't remember who uh said like they heard like definitive from the word from like sony japan was like we're done with indies now like kind of not the, done obviously but like we don't need to court them anymore doesn't like, suit their uh their strategy right or whatever. which is like, weird it's kind of funny to hear that it'll like, come back Oh yeah. Probably when PS5 comes back, you'll see more of it again. I think that. Nintendo realized that, like, it, it, with Indies, I, I think you can't be. They can be cyclical with their support. Like, we support it, we don't. But I think Nintendo found the best path to take is just constantly support. Yeah. Because when they're there for you, when they need you, and you've been good to them, they're actually there for you in a big way, and you mm-hmm. will need them at points. Whereas when you don't need them, don't abandon them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, don't kick them to the well, curb because you're going to burn a lot of bridges. Out. Nintendo like doesn't. Fills in the gaps. Yeah, yeah, Nintendo doesn't get a lot of second support or like they don't get a, like a, much support from like games. Like you're not going to see Jedi Fallen Order on Switch. Yeah. Like there's a lot of games you you just can't get on Switch and you won't be able to that are on the other two. But these indies help fill that gap. Yeah, think about this for, uh, first half of this year leading up to the, the June or whatever when Cadence of Hyrule was dropped. Because mm-hmm. Fire Emblem got pushed out of the first half, and that was supposed to be their big title. Now they have a huge gap. Oh, Cadence of Hyrule comes fill out. Fill the gap. Like, oh, little, that yeah, helps fill the gap. It was a buzzworthy game, and it was an indie game. It's like, oh, there you go. That's what you're seeing paid off. Uh, sorry to backtrack on this, or go back on this. I'm not backtracking. I got the headline for this Sony thing, and mm-hmm. I got it clarified mm-hmm. now. So it is... Here we go. Sony Interactive Entertainment officially publishing on the PC. 
Ready Set Heroes will be on the Epic Game Store. Oh, okay. Some games like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got you. So, like, the, I don't think you're going to see God of War. Right. Like, Blood on Warning it. coming yeah. out on the Epic Game yeah. Store. Yeah. And they spoke yesterday at Gamescom about oh, finally God. releasing, only releasing multiplayer games on PC. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you fill out the base. It's what yeah. Sean Layden had said. So, Sony were publishing games on Steam already, Hell Divers, and everybody's gone to the Rapture, for example. Yeah. Famous um, multiplayer game. Everybody's gone to the rapture. <laughs> yeah, Cold Divers is on. I think so. Games uh, like Xbox this. This is also. what I meant. So not like. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there you go. You're, there. Your you Last go. of Us Two is not going to yes, be on it. Don't worry about that. No. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself with that uh, oh, that announcement. The mods, though, modding mods. would be dope. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see uh, some PlayStation uh, official mod support. That'd be uh, <laughs> for their first party games. <laughs> Um, next one, we got one more patron question okay. uh, about uh, indie stuff. Um, this one comes from Jesse Blue. Hi, Damiani, Ian, and Brad. Other than what was announced uh, in the Indie World Showcase, do you have any games you would love to see brought to the Switch? Also, do you know if Dota Underlords will be released on Switch? Hmm. That'd be good. I have no problem playing it on my phone, but the screen is small, and I can't get it on my iPad. It's too old. And my PC has video glitches when I try to run it on Steam. Hmm. Uh, thanks, uh, Jesse Blue. Uh, do I have games I want on Switch? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. a million games. Like, every <laughs> Zelda should be on Switch immediately. Yeah, yeah. All the past Mario should be on game. Switch. I guess... When they said other than what was announced, I assumed it was Indie World Showcase. So, like, any indie game. Like, is there something – is there an indie game that just hasn't made it onto Switch that seemed like an obvious Mm. omission, I guess? Samurai Gun 2 is coming to Switch, I think. I don't know. Bo, speed (laughs) it up, bud. (laughs) Speed it up. Why? I I need people to know how good Samurai Gun is. No one believes me. Wait, I played it. That was fun. We played that one time. That was fun. You should be over the moon for (laughs) Samurai Gun. It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's a good game. But um, I'm looking forward to that one coming out on there. Indie game. I don't know, dude. I don't feel like there's a lot of exclusive of indie games that are Switch only, not a lot of times that I'm aware of. Usually they're on other platforms also. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I was thinking, we were talking about like, Final Fantasy Tactics just coming Tactics, out on Switch. Like, yeah. Why oh, yeah, that I'll out? give you that like, one. There's so many yeah. things like that know, should just be on it. Switch that's not yet. Uh, real quick, speaking of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Yeah, already pre-ordered. Date. Already release pre-ordered. Date? Yep. There's a pr- release date now. Twenty yeah. bucks. When's it coming out? Uh, September six, right? Yeah. This year? Yes. Yes. September. What? September. Yes. Iceborne Day. Stack September. Yes. <laughs> Creature in the Well. Day? Uh, I guess the voice acting rumor was not true though. No, there's no, no way. Yeah, no, they just probably cleaned acting. up some of the. But there is the. Uh, is that coming to Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Skip I'm gonna random, buy that. Skip random encounters was confirmed. Yeah, and they uh. cleaned up some of the models. Yeah. Will so, you be under leveled though if you skip randoms? I mean, it doesn't matter. The game, there's, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's I just I guess everything I scales. Oh. Yeah, eight's weird. And that. Oh, if everything scales, then yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You could beat the game really low level. Turning as off for, random encounters. Yeah, as for Dota Underlords, <laughs> no idea. But I mean, that'd be good. With, yeah, I mean, it's another could, good candidate. Dota there. Underlords would be interesting. You for sure. I mean, we've, there's a bunch that aren't on. Like uh, Hearthstone would have made a lot of sense. Yeah, Hearthstone. Switch, the, like the most. I'm uh, really surprised Hearthstone never came. Like they did Diablo three. They did but Diablo three, but no <laughs> Hearthstone. And like, wasn't uh, Diablo big on there too? It's like, yeah, weird. Uh, don't. I'm not surprised Overwatch didn't come or yeah. anything like that. No, but yeah. Hearthstone. Hmm. 
Yeah, don't get Overwatch that would be weird on the Switch. Yeah. Well, Overwatch <laughs> is such a game, like yeah. a teamwork game about yeah. communication. <laughs> it's like you got to use your damn phone to communicate with people. Do you think any of the Blizzard's old uh, RTS games would w- An work? An RTS game? Yeah, just because of how zoomed out they are. I don't think Switch. the old Warcraft. Uh, like any Warcraft? Yeah. No, Starcraft. Unless you were using the touchscreen, it would be pretty. Uh, awful. Yeah, I mean, there was Starcraft 64 and stuff, but. It, Did but you can play it on a TV screen at least. I guess Switch you can, but I guess in docked mode, how bad would it be? Or un- in handheld mode, how bad? Would it be to play one of those RTS yeah. games on the small I, screen? I feel, yeah. Did I either of the XComs come to Switch? Because I li- actually liked those on PlayStation. No, I don't, I don't think so. know. But I think I those mean, would work because they're on phones too. I mean, that could work. There's an better. XCOM like yeah. game that's besides Rabbids that's coming to Switch or came to Switch though. It was in like Fire Emblem. No, the one where you're going like <laughs> eat, well, traveling west and like uh, you get a multiple paths. Like you're traveling across the U.S. going west and Oregon each, Trail. No, 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 no. It's uh, like Death you're, Strand. You're in a car. That's what I was thinking too. Each like each environment is Overland. Maybe I don't know. Chat. Chat. <laughs> chat. Uh, what if we just sat here waiting for yeah, chat, chat? Even though this is not a live video. It was in the last presentation. Uh, not Kentucky route. Kentucky uh, Route Zero is dope. No. I th- I, if it's like a if it's like FTL, it's an isometric a, presentation. Oh, it's like not set in like in like the. More in the rural areas of like uh, traveling like Appalachia, basically, mm. and on a in a car. Well, the, the one of the levels had like a abandoned car, and you're trying to get fuel. Like you need supplies to keep moving west. Mm. And each each play session, each time you start over, is different. So it's like roguelike a little bit, like in that. It could be Overland. Maybe it is Overland. Or it's something I can't remember the name of. I just can't remember the title, and nothing's sticking out to me. But we'll figure it out there later. are sort of games like that. There's also a... Tweet at Trailer Wait, is Jones. It, is Into the Breach on Switch? Yes. Yes, there. <laughs> there's another good game. A lot of indie games. A lot of love from Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good, it's good perfect. Stuff. Perfect timing for it as well. I also want to say that this usually is the precursor to a proper Nintendo Direct. I would ah. expect one in the next month. I, I would Pats. say September. TGS. I'd, I'd say September's a good time. TGS because they don't. September Nintendo 11th? doesn't officially go to TGS. Yeah. Oh yeah, they skip yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it's the middle of September, but Nintendo doesn't officially go. But do they throw out a direct around TGS? Last year they did. Mm-hmm. They threw one out in September. It was a big one. It's gonna be a Could big. Be. It was a huge. There's gonna one. be another. Pokemon it was the one. Animal Crossing announcement one. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's gonna be another Pokemon. Oh, there'll one be for no, sure. Well, I don't know if they're doing it. So last time you saw, they didn't do a direct. Last yeah. month, yeah. Uh, this month, August, that one we covered in the last episode uh, was simply a two-minute video and then website updates and a mm-hmm. bunch of social media tweets. I don't think they're going to do another Pokemon direct. direct. Dude. They'll just do video releases I think they'll like do that. one more direct, man, right before. Well, maybe. When's that coming? Uh, November? Yeah, yeah November. Mm. Like, that's Pokemon a Sword huge game for I just them. don't know what else they have huge. that's worth a direct to reveal. Mm. Like, they've been revealed. Like, I mean, Team Yell was the new team, and they didn't get a direct like, for that. Like, obviously, Metroid and Zelda, but those are more E3 things, I feel like. Like, I feel like they're just, at this point, revealing new individual Pokemon unique to this oh, game. And yeah. new gym leaders and new rivals, mm. essentially, that you're going to be fighting against. So. But for the mainland one, <laughs> what, if, what one. if this is where we get a big Elden Ring dump? They're like, From it's coming Switch. to the Switch, <laughs> and here's a whole bunch of gameplay. We're like, what? That's where you get it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. That would be the most unexpected thing. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. I hope it happens. I would love a, I'd love to see yeah, what Nintendo's totally. got coming next year. 
We only know about Animal Crossing and a few other tentative games. Zelda's coming next year, dude. Hopefully, Believe. hopefully. Dude, Where's next Bandit? year would yeah. be crazy. Astral, 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 Astral Chain will be out by now, Astral or by Chain. this time next yep. year, so or next month. So hopefully, we, uh, some Bayonetta three. So news. maybe they yeah. can start talking about Bayonetta three proper Metroid. and not cannibalizing, you know, Astral Chain's uh, screen time. Well, yeah, they started over Metroid though, so we may, might not see that. Yeah, before. I would be. I'd give you a uh, a below fifty percent chance seeing it next year. Yeah. Oh, like out. But that, oh no, yeah, that rumor Metroid Prime trilogy. Oh no, I'm talking about like even hear about Metroid Prime Four. I think oh, you yeah. might not even hear. Oh, about Oh, I think year. you'll hear about it next year. Maybe towards E3, the end maybe. of the year. Like we could maybe. easily get something if we did Breath of the Wild. Potentially, this thing. It's they want to wait. Or that like whatever like Retro was really doing re- before. I think the trilogy. If that was if the, the trilogy, HD trilogy, uh, if yeah. that's a real thing, that would be awesome. We'll hear about that. Throw it on the Switch. But enough about speculation on this show. <laughs> Let's talk about some hard facts. Uh-oh. To July 2019, NPD dropped. Oh, yeah, let's go. And uh, I just want to stick to Nintendo because Nintendo dominated this month. Six, they had, the Switch was the number one hardware mm-hmm. for the month, and six of the top ten software slots were Switch exclusives. <laughs> and that's hard, or that's like physical only. Yeah, right? no digital sales included in these. Which is bonkers to me. And a few of the other ones in the top 10 are multi-platform with versions also on Switch. Mm-hmm. I think there are only two games on this list that are not available on Switch in any form. Hmm. And pretty good month for them. And uh, number one was not a game on Switch. I had to double check. I was like, wow, this game is really not on Switch? Uh, I guess so. Madden NFL 20. Yeah. Just <laughs> always sells well. Always, you know, yeah. yep. always going to be there. But right after it, here we go. Number two spot, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three wow. Houses. And we have this quote from NPD analyst Matt Piscatella. Fire Emblem Three Houses represents the largest launch of a Fire Emblem game in U.S. history, with launch month sales tripling those of the previous bestseller in, uh, in a release month, which was Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia. Fire Emblem Three Houses instantly becomes the second best-selling game in the franchise lifetime sales, trailing only Fire Emblem Awakening. And with how this game is selling, it will become the best-selling yeah. game in the franchise. Wow. So Fire Emblem is hot. Mm-hmm. Just right behind mm-hmm. Madden. Mm-hmm. Oh, right behind Madden. Football That's, and anime. Yeah, football and anime. The two American standards. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm really surprised it was just a single game. They, yeah. they, I'm glad. I'm glad though. I was. I was getting a little worried with the whole. Oh, with you thought Fates. they put it on three? Oh yeah, we because, talked about because it was three houses. Yeah. I was yeah. a little worried we about, about this. That yeah. would there are some suck. elements of the game that make me think it may have originally started as potentially. Multiple I think games. when they did three ho- when they decided they want three houses, and they're like, we can't do that. I, I, we can't I, do three. I games. think it was getting good. Yeah, they will do two, but not three. Yeah. Uh, next up, number three spot. Super Mario mm-hmm. Maker 2. Still yeah, going. Still selling well. Still, still selling amazing. Goaty Souls. Woo. Yeah, it's its second month. Mm-hmm. Still in the top three. Yeah. That thing is going to be huge. It was second last month? Uh, it was like it was first second last or month. first. It was yeah. first. Did it come out last month then? Yeah. Ooh. It only had a few days of sales. And it was first. huge. That's awesome. For June MPD. Um, it's a really good game. Next one. Another Switch exclusive that also re- launched in July. Launched in July. Switch exclusive. Big game. Been a long wait since this one came out from the previous installment. Involves a huge IP that's not a gaming IP. Has a lot of games based on it. 
has a whole cinematic universe. Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot that, that was Switch exclusive. Yeah, like, that's the like, thing. You always I forget. wrote it off because I was like, there well, that's was, on everything. There was a huge demand for that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether or not, like, uh, I think it's an okay game, but I clearly recognize People the demand for that. Like that. Yeah. And that, that game has a huge market, and there absolutely will better be another one of these. Like, And also the uh, first uh, DLC thing came out, yeah. or whatever, the... Uh, Vampires, uh, like Blade, mm-hmm. uh, Moon Knight, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I forgot that it was called. The and uh, they they gave the sorry they gave the details today of what actually will be in that pack, including uh, some new. What is the tower thing called in the game? The Infinity or oh yeah, like the I know you're talking about the Mortal Kombat tower. Yeah, stuff. they have yeah. that that, and then also a new endurance mode or something okay. is going to be added hmm. to it. Uh, a game that's on Switch but not exclusive to the Switch has been right. out forever. Minecraft, yes, still going in the five yeah. spot. Also followed by Grand Theft Auto Five, which Still is going usually in the top ten. Going. Also not. What is the deal? Uh, so man? Grand Theft Auto Five. Now that The Witcher Three is on Switch. Grand Theft Auto Five should be on Switch. But they report digital numbers, Who? obviously. The Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, there's an asterisk yeah. if it says no digital sales right, included. Right. So they do. I guess they do report that to NPD. Nintendo does not. Madden also did not report digital sales either. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, but Grand Theft Auto Five. That game could still have a like find some success on Switch. Yeah, like if they were announced a Switch port of GTA like the 5. The load times would be so long. Yeah, and I feel like the appeal of GTA now five is the online, online and yeah. it would be bad on Nintendo. It would, yeah, it would bad. not be good. All right, all right. Don't put it. Don't throw it on the Switch. Don't throw it on the Switch. I rarely say this, but don't throw it. Don't on throw it on the Switch. Don't do it. <laughs> Uh, number seven, another Switch exclusive, big seller, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, heard of it. Heard of it. Still going. Number eight, another fighting game, multi-platform. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat Eleven. I wanted to see Samurai Showdown, but there's no way. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, number nine, uh, its title is has a number in it. That's one below nine. Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart Eight. Still in the top ten. Yeah, and also wow. in the top ten, another Switch exclusive. And now officially the best or happened a few months ago, but Piscatella also confirmed the best selling entry in the series, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the wow. Wild. That's right. Now there's a game. I gotta buy another copy of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you buying copies? Right. 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 I was like, you fool! Yeah. <laughs> Three times since I did that, I was like, I, oh, I just need to grab some Zelda footage. Oh wait, <laughs> can you imagine how much it'd be a really dirty move? But if they release another physical and like digital version. Just let you play as Zelda instead of Link. I That's would it. buy it. Instead of DLC, they it's just release a, it's the just whole a mod. And it's, and it's, it's you're, the, all the cutscenes are still Zelda. Yeah, you're just t- two Zeldas talking yeah. to each other. I'd, I'd buy it. <laughs> I'd play the hell out uh, of it. The fact that they would do that in that capacity, it's like, come on, Nintendo, like, you should have done this, but it would sell. I got a patron question about uh, Fire Emblem. Mm. Because of uh, how well it's sold, mm-hmm. I had to rework this question because originally they were comparing Fire Emblem sales to like other RT or other tactics games, and I think they weren't aware of the MPD data. But mm. I reworded it using the MPD data because it makes a lot more sense now. So this is from Kyle. Uh, sorry, with Fire Emblem Three Houses being the largest launch for a Fire Emblem game in the U.S. In U.S. history, and on pace to become the best-selling entry in the series, are there any other Nintendo franchises that you could see making this type of turnaround? So recall that prior to Fire Emblem Awakening on 3DS, which came out in 2012, 
Due to declining sales for the series, intelligence systems were told by Nintendo that if Awakening didn't sell above 250,000 units, it would be the final game, final Fire, Fire Emblem game. Jeez. They would end the series. But after Awakening, the series became a huge success, culminating with Heroes on Mobile Devices, the number one highest earning mobile game for Nintendo, blows away even Dragalia Lost and all the other ones that have come out, Mario Runner, Animal Crossing. Um, not quite Pokemon Go, but that's not Nintendo's, that's Niantic. And uh, Three Houses on Switch just came out doing so well. So is there any other Nintendo franchise that's struggled or just kind of fallen off and hasn't been revisited in a long time that you th- would like to see come back, but you think Nintendo actually could make it turn around somehow? I mean, I don't think it's struggled, but I, I could see this Animal Crossing doing better than any previous Animal Crossing easily. Oh, this one doing this selling better? Like way better. I think it will. Yeah. I, I think the, the DS one is the one I'll have to... Is the beat. challenge the beat? Yeah, but I, I think this will be the highest. Selling I don't Animal think Crossing. Animal Crossing is necessarily a slump. Maybe people no, have been yeah, wanting no, no. like, uh, yeah, the type I don't of experience slump, they've been demanding from. I think from, it'll yeah. do the best. Yeah, it's not like I guess it. It doesn't struggle, but it's one of their lower selling series is Metroid, mm. and I feel like this Metroid on Switch could be the biggest Metroid ever. I agree with you too. Because what was the last one? Other M, really? Like the last console I mean, one? I mean, the last console one was Other M. Federation Force was before that. Yeah, but it's like, no one wants Federation yeah. Force. They haven't had a win in a couple uh, of times. Yeah. They haven't had a win since, in my opinion, since Prime since 1, Prime. it kind of went yeah. downhill. Other M was poised to do very well. I mean, we was yes. still doing very well. So it was like still 2010, I think it was. Yeah. 2010, 2011's like the end, tail end of Wii starting to like die off and like, mm-hmm. I mean, 2010 really. But Other M could have capitalized on that huge install base. But I agree with you. Metro Prime. I think this Metro one could, could be the biggest one. Because of the Switch, uh, how hot the Switch is, mm-hmm. how games are doing well on it. I mean, my heart wants to say F-Zero, but I don't think there's anything Nintendo could do to turn that around. It, it, they could obviously release a game and do well, but I don't think it'll what, ever become a breakout success. What they should do is is just put F-Zero characters in Mario Kart. They right. already toyed with that. Putting, like, the Blue Falcon like, as a Like, Captain Falcon could easily be in that game. I feel like there's a way for them to leverage some of their other properties and do some other things with them. But the real answer I have to this uh, for a series that they could bring back and actually turn into a huge success... Would be Kid Icarus. Huh. What are they going to do it like? Because the, the 3DS, 3DS one? Yes, because uh, that one, I think, was only plagued by its control scheme. Yes. That force control scheme turned a lot of people off, but everyone who played it feels it was an exceptional game. One of the best 3DS games, easily the best Kid Icarus game. If they could, if that concept had come to fruition on the Switch, like that was its revival, mm-hmm. I think Kid Icarus would blow everything away in sales and actually would become potentially be, be revitalized enough that it could become the series would continue on again mm. and Nintendo would actively support saying yo this is a new big franchise for us mm-hmm. that hasn't been seen in forever hasn't been seen since Game Boy with the the Kid Icarus myth of myths and monsters that we, <laughs> we talked about with our special guest last episode uh, and also the original characters on NES it's just that is I think with that world because of how loved it is on Smash Bro- in Smash Brothers and because it is one of Sakurai's favorite, like it's something he personally loves, loves yeah. and it's like he's involved with. I think it has the right ingredients there if they just have the right idea and can get it out on Switch and just not have some really crazy, insane control style. Like, don't yeah. do Star Fox Zero where hey, you got to use motion controls and you know the stylus force controls of yeah. the of Kid Icarus Uprising. Kept forgetting the title of that game. Yeah, I think Kid Icarus could. 
if they want to really do sure, it. Sure, yeah. Didn't uh, didn't Paper Mario stumble? Well, it wasn't the last entry it's in that. Like, was it Sticker Star? Yeah. Yeah, so the last yeah. one, no, the last one was Color Splash. Like oh, okay, I forgot about that one. That was that one, one you see something? Didn't we see something recently that was like hideous? Has that come out yet? What was that? Wait, there's no what? Paper Mario. There was like a weird Luigi and Mario. Ugh, I don't remember it enough. It was that like E3 or something. Gooigi? No, Gooigi's great. Anyway, I think I think Paper Mario or like a Mario RPG could come back. Maybe it's and a th- uh, did uh, both the the Superstar Saga, whatever. That oh one, yeah, those all came out. I think they're yeah. Ah, I don't know, but anyway, I think that those could come back and do well. Yeah, uh, I think man, it would be perfect if they could just re-team up with Square Enix yeah. and make a, a, a actual something called Super Mario RPG Two. Two. Yeah, that'd be bonkers. Um, yeah, it's been surprising how like Paper Mario 64, Paper Mario 1000 Year Door are fanta- both fantastic games. Uh, Super Paper Mario, interesting concept, uh, just wasn't as, I would say, the gameplay wasn't as captivating. It was difficult to play. It was like yeah. slow. Hmm. It like, saw it its way. moments with the writing, but it felt, it, it fell off a little bit. And then, yeah, Sticker Star was average, mediocre, yeah. and Color Splash apparently was much better it just, I think the previous game had done and, and it was Wii U combined Wii U. with the previous yeah. game had done a bit of damage to the game, the series' reputation. And I think at this point, yeah, if you're going to revitalize that, it needs to either be called like Thousand Year Door 2 or Super Mario RPG 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something like that to get people back on board with it. I'd be excited. Super Mario RPG 2? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about a gritty Paper Mario? Where you play as Bowser or one of his kids or something or Peach, and it's just called Paper, (laughs) (laughs) and it's really it's really dark. Um, (laughs) Conduit. What the hell happened? What the hell happened to Conduit? That was uh, I forgot who developed that. Um, Because they made a. the the whole ending thing with it yes yeah yeah i don't know if that's coming back i don't think it's coming back but what the hell happened to that i can't remember the developer of that game man i don't even remember this game it's like the uh, wii fps yeah it uh well well, like it felt like it had the crazy ending with the president yeah like a portal yeah yeah (laughs) it's like ended sure insane i'm gonna like i'm looking the craziest cliffhanger and there's nothing else after it (laughs) <laughs> high voltage software. There we go. High Jeez. Voltage. Yeah, high voltage. I would they love to see a... a new 3D Donkey Kong game, dude. We I only got we... Donkey Kong 64, pretty much. Let's have another crack at it. There's a, you know, I mean, I would give you more so than that, dude. I, where's uh, the next, the third end of the trilogy, dude? For oh, Returns Tropical Freeze. Where's, Tropical that, Freeze. where's that third one? The 3D one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. I didn't even take Donkey Kong Country HD. Like, take the original trilogy yeah. and do like an HD That'd treatment be on sick. it. That'd sick. I wonder I how that would that. work. That game still looks HD. This looks They're great. They're beautiful. Just making yeah, it 69, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. to like play on a. A widescreen would be really cool. I mean, like any of those rare games. There's, there's, there's man, you would of... see too much. Yeah. You'd see too much. <laughs> You'd see too much. It's the illusion of shutter. Yeah. Uh, they could add like new stuff. Maybe I bet it would make that game slightly easier. 
I wonder. Actually, like way easier, especially in the like. I feel like more vertical sections. screen space would make it easier to see up and down a little bit more yeah. by default. Mm. But in the minecarts, you'd see. Oh yeah, the minecarts would be great. Why, That'd make it way 16. easier. That'd be nice. Because that's how they it's solved 69, it. It's 69, but they they just put your cart, like, right by the front of the yeah, frame. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just shows more of what's behind you. It shows more of what's behind you. <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty good. So or, you're, like, the same Or they put a fog from... effect on yeah. the <laughs> It's like, oh, we're going through the fog. You can't see. Until it's too late. <laughs> such a troll. <laughs> oh, God. Visibility is impaired. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other stuff. They tried, uh, there was an old RPG series they had that was uh, Japanese exclusive for a long time, uh, Heracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried bringing that back out oh. on DS. It didn't do very well. Fatal Fun. Frame. Fatal Frame. Yeah. Maybe it didn't stumble, but we got, oh, no, it stumbled, I think. Yeah, five. We need a Fatal Frame, baby. Dude, a Fatal Frame? I uh, would have loved an official release in the West, or at least the U.S., sorry, it came out in Europe, of Disaster Day of Crisis. That game was just insane. Mm-hmm. Is that a Fatal Frame? Insane game? Wii game. Oh. No, same oh, Wii game. I remember oh. this game. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like first person shooter like Jack Bauer terrorist game, but like it's natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Every natural disaster just keeps going off. <laughs> Earthquake, volcano, su- like hurricane again. I'd watch that movie. Tsunami and then like a tons of tour like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is just insanity going on. It's just I like crazy. Probably games Roland like that. Emmerich bought the rights to it, so they can't uh, make the They probably can't do it now. They don't want to touch that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Also, Pokemon Snap too. Yeah, they both. I'm so surprised. Bought the that's what, that's what we need. Yeah, this is like a mobile game. I'm surprised. Something. Something. Anything. We had a, we had a whole episode about Pokemon Snap uh, too. Uh, yeah. Still wanting Zach and Wiki to come back. Yeah, Capcom. Where is that? Not happening. Probably. No, no, sadly, it's never happening. Yeah, that game was too good for us. Good. There, there's definitely a lot of hidden gems they yeah, have. Yeah, so that many. Nintendo could try and take a crack at, but you know, you never know. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff there. But speaking of, there's been sharing a lot of uh, Fire Emblem thoughts, showing Fire Emblem a lot of love on this episode. Selling well, wondering, uh, you know, how its success is going to translate into future entries. But actual Fire Emblem three, playing Fire Emblem three houses. This has been one of the most requested things on Friend Code for probably the last two months. Talk about it. To talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Every single episode, I get comments out the wazoo. Why are you not talking about f- everyone? Just, the, that became it devolved to troll levels. Like they just first comment. I'm just sitting here enjoying playing Fire Emblem Three Houses right now, and then a bunch of replies. Love this game. <laughs> I get the message. Uh, so. I want to talk a little bit about Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's all you get. A little bit. Because yeah. we will be, uh, I'm scheduling it with Ben. It'll be, it should be happening next week, barring any weird things. Next week, uh, Ben Moore and Roger's Bass will be joining oh. us. Special guests will be recording a spoiler mode for Fire oh. Emblem Three Houses. So this is spoiler-free impressions yeah. from Fire Emblem Three Houses. I really wish I knew a spoiler so I could like jokingly say a spoiler, but I don't know. I anything. could guess. You can guess at some stuff. There are really four houses. So I'm just gonna Five. go down the line. There, how much, if any, that we've played of this, or you're like, like what you've even seen of it. I played through the game. I finally, I finally finished it. I played the Golden Deer out. I played on class. I played classic style. Golden Deer on yeah. normal difficulty. Normal difficulty. Yeah, Golden Deer. I'm a scrub. Uh, normal difficulty, classic route, and uh, took about 50 hours for me to mm-hmm. finish. Dang. Yeah. 
How much, Brad? You've been playing. Uh, yeah, I'm like uh, 11 hours in or so. What house? Blue lines, baby. Yeah, Blue let's lines. go. Dimitri. Blue lines. What's uh, the? And the last ones with the the Black Eagles. Black Eagles, baby. Uh, Elder Guard. I mean, Black Eagles are for dorks, dude. No way, they got the girl in them. Yeah. They're the they're Empire. They're, they're, they're the Empire. That's the only the, choice the for me. I'm, I'm, my hands are tied. You're the Holy Kingdom, and I'm, right, like, I'm like the Union, baby. Uh, all these like individual houses banding yeah. together. I'm like I'm the like I would call my house. I cut the review. The, I didn't play it. Though. The outcast. The outcast. Everyone kind of like looks down <laughs> upon us. Like <laughs> you guys are all like different bunch of different people, diverse group of people. Like you're that just so weird. Coolest. Yeah. <laughs> and it's led by Claude, and Claude's the best. So. Claude. D- Dimitri is the is a badass. Dimitri's right. a badass. That's right, baby. <laughs> Edelgard. Okay. Edelgard's a little weird to me. I don't want to get into any spoils, but like. She's issues. stone cold, had, baby. Had issues with her in, ah. in that, from my perspective. Dimitri, absolute badass. But Claude, yo, yo, Claude. Most disappointing thing about that game was as I, I went, I played my first playthrough as male Byleth. Uh, I started a new game plus with Blue Lions mm-hmm. uh, as female Byleth. But I went male, and I could not romance Claude. I know that's, um, the whole concept Wait, of students. Dude, so yes, I just want to get that out of the way. For this whole game, Sketchy. I'm not really cool with that concept. Um, well, but, the, the, but there's the thing that they spoil in their own trailers, so yes, it's not a spoiler. Yes. Characters get older. Yeah. We can say that. Characters get older. Yeah. But even that, you're you're still their teacher, and it's not that much later. So it's like, nice. I guess they're consenting adults, but at the same time, you are they still call you- I mean, is it like college? They still, they still call you professor. Like, they seem pretty Some old, academy, these kids. Dude. Some academy. They seem pretty old, except for that one that looks like they're five- Oh yeah. Everyone else there's two like characters who don't look like adult. they age at all. They, yeah. There's two characters and like they were completely like they should not even been romance options. Although the little flame, the little green-haired girl and She's a romance option? Lysithia. Uh the <laughs> silver-haired little girl who's like a magic user. She's a really fucked up backstory though. Holy shit. Don't want to spoil it. It's messed up. You made the light twitch. Yeah, it's like it's dark. And it's <laughs> Don't say the f yeah. word. Breaks the lights. <laughs> yeah. uh, Breaks the lights. That's that. why the lights keep flashing. Yeah. No. <laughs> I fixed these, by the way. Yeah. They don't flash anymore. That's good. I think this one's supposed to be changing colors. Don't though. jinx it, dude. Like doesn't seem to be. It's t- it's fine. Like to me though, at the end of the day, like they all the the dialogue exchanges clearly make like yeah we're adults and stuff. Like it's it's fine, you know, but. I always wanted to. I wanted to more be on the pe- like. I wanted to date people who are not my students. I was like, I don't want to like really go after students. Here. I mean, it's like, hot for teacher confirmed. Are, like, yeah, you have other professors. You have other professors. You can date them. You have people outside of the. They're part of the school that are not like they're different faculty positions. Like, there's the, the Knights of Saros who aren't really faculty. They're their own little. Uh, they guard the. But you can be a Garrick lesbian Mach. in it. Yeah, they don't have the greatest. Uh, Gay and lesbian options. In fact, this is the first time in series history, right? Uh, I don't know if it's the first time. I didn't play the last two uh, handheld ones. I only played Awakening, which did not have them. People complained to high hell about that. But as you should, the dialogue doesn't become unique uh, for uh, characters. You can as either uh, professor gender. It's just they just react to the same way so they don't do a particularly sure, good job of, like Ian playing through the game I did not feel like any of the relationships were other than pretty much just heterosexual pre- presented through that lens so I was like yeah, yeah. uh yeah the one between me and uh Alo- you played as a nasty boy Alois I was like oh he's one of the gay options 
And it wasn't until like right before S rank is there any hint of flirting. Uh. And it's extremely forced. It's like, wait, where did this come from? Like, I can all of a sudden flirt with him after like how long have we known each other? It's like, okay. And it's like. Sometimes the flames take a while to. It it was completely. It was forced and shitty writing. I was like, no, this is not good. (laughs) And then even that option, uh, there's three, there's three uh, gay options. Uh, There's a kind of priest magic user. A scholar. There's Alois, who's like one of the knights of Saros, and then you have a student, uh, Lindart. And uh, of the those three options, the two older gentlemen one, uh, you don't end up with them technically. That's all I will say. It's caused it caused a little bit of outrage. Caused a little bit of outrage. I'm still burned by my romance options in uh, Mass Effect One and Two oh. and Three. Because I picked Liara or whatever the hell her name was. And it got weird. Yeah. All those romance options are weird, dude. So listen, nah. listen, you listen. Team up with romance stuff is, shoot romance stuff. stuff is not <laughs> the best part. Yeah, like, romance <laughs> stuff is not spoilers. You know in Fire Emblem games what you're getting into. They, they heavily lean into this for this game. I I ended up, I went, I wanted to see what was the most fan service one. I went with Hilda. Because Who's that, the teacher? The pink, you know, the pink-haired oh. girl who is wants to get out of fighting and she really, she's into fashion. She be, she wants to like help people. Like she gets other people. She uh, basically doles out all of her responsibilities to other people. She's like, hey, will you do this for me? Will you do this for me? So she can just sit back and do nothing. Sounds great. I was like, oh, this is a this is a bad idea and stuff. And uh, yeah, that ending, uh, the the maybe the, <laughs> the the marriage sequence for it did not disappoint. Wait, I was you like, get married in the game? What? You can get married in the yeah, game? Yeah, every Fire Emblem game. Oh, you get, like, she, does she dole or, out I mean, you end up like with duties? them. I don't oh, know if it's okay. married or whatever it is, but like you S-rank them or whatever. Man, my my priorities on playing this game are so different. All yeah, wrong. you got it. Like, you, you want to go for that S-rank? I just to crush the other houses. <laughs> it's just like, it wait, like do opposite. I crush the other houses or do I go for that S-rank? What do I spend my free time doing? Anyway, we spent like... Relationships up. It was a big part of this game. If you're really into that, like it's oh, they take it to like persona levels. Guess what? In this yeah, game. it'll just get more and more as the series goes on. Because when they started doing that more, it got more popular. So oh, they're yeah. just gonna keep going hard. Like awaken- they don't have anything like Awakening, where when you get married, you have a child, and then your child becomes a playable character, mm. and then they can romance someone, and then they can get married as well. Uh, These are teen, right? T for teen. T for teen. Fire Emblem These games. Are they M for mature? No, they're not M. Yeah, there's definitely there's no not way M. It's not M. Yeah. The best, it's T. Yeah. So you don't get any cutscenes. No, 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 no. The no. most you get is like hugging. It's very Disney. The most you get is hugging, and maybe like you saw the we talked about on the podcast the cleavage shot well, of Manuela. Quite the, a lot of uh, quite a lot of that sort of stuff going on. That's the most you get. You don't see anything more than that. So the whole game is Pervin, but you don't get to actually. Yeah, she never changes that outfit, smash. Manuela. She does wear that the whole time. Uh, she's a very complex character. Uh, yeah, yeah, alcoholism, yeah, yeah. The problems with that. Uh, they nice. explore that. Um, I don't like a certain aspect uh, that would be a spoiler. I don't want to get into it, but they do Look, something really poorly about her. I'm not saying that she's not a complex character. All I'm saying oh. is the character's introduction is a shot of her boobs. And I'm going to say <laughs> part. Of, there's more to the problem, which is the spoiler about... Uh, when you beat Fire Emblem games, they tell you what happens to every character. That's not a spoiler. Every Fire Emblem oh, game like ever a, does that. Like a, her post, what happens to her in the end, there's a line in there that's like... Maybe you got the bad ending. I was like, no, I watched on YouTube to make oh. sure there are different versions. I mean, I didn't marry her, so I don't know what that ending is, but her default ending... I have a new mission in life. Can, can you marry her as a woman? 
the only lesbian options are the Rhea, the head of the Church of Saros, the, yeah, the green hair girl. Yeah. I was getting those vibes um, from the cutscenes. Dorothea, she's a student. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, she I was also Dorothea. the opera singer. Uh, Mercedes, she's a very religious girl, also in the blue lines. Yeah. Uh, who are the? There's two more. I so forget. not not that teacher. I don't. So I'll never know. I don't think so. I don't think she's one of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the fence so. on buying this game. Yeah, I don't think I. We're will. spending a lot of time talking about relationship <laughs> stuff here. Anyway, this is what you wanted, right? Yeah, I, It's really long, yeah. so I don't know if you would yeah, go the whole no. way. Oh, it is a big part of the game, though. You can't you can't talk about Fire Emblem without talking yeah, about relationship stuff, and you know that just get to get that out of the way. You can end up marrying characters who were your students who grow then they're now grown up so it's like nice take that as you will um but at the same time they also are starting to extend their options to have some gay and lesbian options there so they got to start somewhere and hopefully just improves i think they just need to hire someone who has a little bit more experience writing those types of characters instead of just I'm someone who is not a gay lesbian person trying to imagine what they are, so yeah. I'm going to write it that way, which is how it comes off in this game. Right. So there's definitely room for improvement there. That's what I'm worried about with cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's a Fire Emblem game. So let's talk, we're going to stick to part one here. There are two parts of this game, and we talked about them getting older. That's the part two. Okay. Oh, we're going to stick to part one here, which is also mm-hmm. where you're at right mm-hmm. now. You're at this school. We've gone over this a lot of times in different like coverage, but you're at the school. You become the professor. You're teaching students. You have three different houses that you could pick from of students, and you become the leader of that house, and you teach them. You form a bond with your students. You go out. You can, you can train them to in, uh, become different jobs that they want to focus on called goals you go out fight missions with them it's um, basically everything's broken down into months mm-hmm. every month you're presented a new mission that you have to accomplish by the end of the month and on certain days you have multiple options we can do on that day you can either go explore like free roaming this whole school grounds and interact and do whatever you want. There's, you can talk with NPCs you can do activities that don't cost any activity points uh, activity points, you have a finite amount of activity points to spend in a day. Once you spend them all, you can't do anything else that day that costs that. You start with very few at first. As mm-hmm. you progress and level your professor level, they increase and you can do more activities, such as like training with the student um, or eating a meal with them that cost activity points, singing song at, in the church, you know, like a choir, that costs stuff. But then there are activities that don't cost points. There's fishing in this game. And it's I like the fishing thing a lot in the fact that when you start when you uh, you just it's all just hit A to start fishing, and in the presentation for it, it's classic Fire Emblem HP bars. It's like the uh-huh. old school one where you see like the little like lines of their HP like like little bricks, and then like they deplete as you basically you have to like match this ring around a circle and hit the button in sync with it, and your stamina versus their stamina like your string stamina catch fish. You can uh, you can do uh, planting like gardening oh, yeah, and stuff like that. I'll be honest; it's not terribly exciting after like the first two times you do it. Mm. Um, in fact, they actually interact. They have fast travel. I don't know how you feel about this, Brad. What, early. Fast travel. So here's my thing: this is not that large of an environment. The school grounds, mm-hmm. and they want you to. They introduce fast travel so you can travel to different environments, mm-hmm. like the cafeteria the church, the training grounds, like that. Yeah. And you can see on the side in the menu, 
which characters are there, so I want to go interact with them. For me, as the game progressed, it basically reduced it to it's just an, it's just another Checklist. layer of a of a menu. I'm just yeah. going through a menu to interact with people. I felt like it was taking away from this feeling of exploring the grounds. There wasn't. Aside from trying to find these little blue glowing aura things, which mm-hmm. are like lost items. So uh, let's say a student was near a bush in April. Next month, they all change positions. And some of them might have lost an item in the spot they were before. You go find that item, and if you return it to them, you can build your relationship with them. You basically improve your status with them. Aside from that, there's really nothing else to encouraging you to go actually physically run oh, around. Man. And I was a little disappointed with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like so I don't have a problem with it as much as you because I feel like the school itself isn't that interesting altogether. It's just like I don't like I found myself fast traveling more as I played the game more because I was just overrunning everywhere. I'm like, there's no point. I've seen all this a hundred times. It's it's neat that it's there. It's like a little more fleshed out version, which I understand the other games, but. I don't care about running through the school. There's nothing really I could do unique that much when I when said I can just warp there. I guess yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I think that was my problem. Is it? It just wasn't very yeah, interesting to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's and, kind of dull. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know if it's what I really am looking for out of the game is just being able to walk around. Any, like even in the battlefields, like there's this part where sure. just walk around before the battle. I don't know if that's really what I want. But when I saw the trailers for this, I got really excited because I was like. <sighs> Fireman games previously, you don't really walk around anywhere. It's all cut scenes with cut like cutouts of your characters talking to each other, then menus, and then the battlefield, like uh, the grid battlefield, and that's it. And that, it's still an, those are excellent games, but they were looking to do something new. Why don't you have the characters move around in a 3D environment for once, just talking? And I think it's just maybe it's just a novelty. Maybe on paper it sounded great, but in practice. But I don't know if there's anything. I'm trying to it's think of a, ways they can improve it's it. It's just a small step yeah. towards whatever. I think they'll improve upon it a lot more next time. Like, I'm trying to think about like because like Persona Four and Five, right? Yeah. Like you walk around, but like sometimes emergent stuff happens. But a lot of times it's just like, okay, where am I supposed to go? Which classroom is this person in? Like, mm-hmm. and this area is huge. Like you have to run for a long time to mm-hmm. get anywhere. So but it like, is a delicate balance. Persona, it feels like when you go from one area like to a neighborhood to like a shopping mall, it feels way different. Yeah, but this sure. is just kind of like the yeah. school, and that's it. It does feel very samey, all the environments, yeah. after a little while. There isn't, it doesn't feel diverse enough. I think that might be another reason contributing mm. to it. Um, at, the, at the same time, though, like the social aspect, the, the said char- like students and characters move around every month. The whole fact that like I did feel myself compelled to go and run around and see – because you're jugg- this is juggling out. This whole game, the, the reason it's getting compared to Persona is because they've introduced this new social management of your time. Like what activities do you really yeah. want to invest time in? Yeah. It's some of it is to improve your abilities, which will pay off in combat, which is, you know, the real way you advance the game is by completing Story battles combat, essentially. Yeah. And and that do you want to spend time building relationships, which can also have an impact on battle, but also it's the whole romancing do I, or, or recruiting because you're in one of three houses, but you don't have all the students. But the game does give you the option to kind of like steal away students from other houses. It's like, oh, I want to leave this. Te- I'm going to leave my house and join yours. And you got to hit certain milestones. They tell you you don't have enough of like an interest in like magic or writing or whatever to in- entice the student to come over here. And there's a ton of students. Yeah. There are a lot of students, and it can feel overwhelming at times, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like I stuck to my core group for the mm-hmm. longest time mm-hmm. before even because I kept going to other students and kept being, oh, I'm I'm not interested right now. I'm like, oh, this is later down the road. I'm not going to worry about this. But even amongst your own students, it's just, you know. I think it's just because it, to do all that, it takes so long, I yeah. feel like. Because, like, to compare it to Persona, I feel like it doesn't seem like it takes a long time. Or it doesn't feel like a long time to me. When I'm doing this in Firemalum, it takes, like, 20 minutes, man, for me to find everyone, to talk to everyone, to give them their items, to, like, do all my stuff. It feels like a long time until I can get back to combat, which is, like, to me, the bread and butter of this game. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I know there's shortcuts. Like, there's a whole gift system, so you can get items, and you can, like, give gifts, and depending on how much they like the gift, it increases their, like, reception to it. Mm-hmm. And after you hit us so many of these imag- these behind-the-scenes points, your relationship advances to the next level. So you yeah. start C-rank. you got to get C-rank, B, A, and some of them have, like, a plus. Like, there's A-plus for some characters. But you can kind of – you can cheese that, actually, mm-hmm. I found out. Like, if you keep spamming a gift on someone, they'll be, like, up to A relationship, but you have to, like, come back every few days to advance it. You still got to wait that long. Uh. So there's a lot of that. There's, like, the whole thing. You invite people to tea time. There's just a lot to do, mm-hmm. as Brad was pointing out. And it does kind of pad out the game, mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, compared to previous Fire Emblems, where a lot of the length was strictly reserved for... Battles. Yeah, the battle sequences, which do feel a little bit more... They feel shorter this time to me. Sure. Um, we haven't talked... I just want to... Shortly, we don't have much time left. I just want to talk about real quick the battles in this game because I love the strategy in Fire Emblem, and I love, I love what they do. And a lot of the my favorite one is Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. They're pretty pretty much two holes we? of yeah a whole of a, a <laughs> they're two parts of a longer experience. They're they're direct sequels to each other, and this game is the closest it's come. Hmm. I I could say that it's closest it's come to approaching that level of quality. But I feel that it doesn't quite have the depth of those games. Mm. They, 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 they. Uh, there's definitely streamlined. There's a lot of positives. How they handle magic abilities in this game, yeah, so much better. Mm. It used to be, oh, I've got a book that has five spell cast, and in it, it breaks. Oh, weird. now it's per battle. If you use up the five, oops, you just can't use anymore. Come back next battle, it's fully recharged. That's Whereas cool. you'd have to either buy one or find find another one, which sucked in the old games. It made them way more valuable. So like magic users were extremely valuable. But now I'm just like, yo, go out and cast like it's cool. But I like that. It encourages you to use them more. And I got I felt like I was using more of my characters more often than focusing on a core few ones. I felt like I was using more of my lineup and I like mm-hmm. that about it. Especially because it went hand in hand with like the whole social system with this game. Like I'm getting to know these students, I'm feeling this bond with them. And on the battlefield, it's like, yeah, I want everyone to fight here. Like they're all great and stuff. And it really, and you can actually develop their relationship progression mm-hmm. in battle as well. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, through like linked that. attacks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fun. I like so it does some good things. It definitely streamlines things to a degree where it's definitely way more approachable. Yeah. Than uh, any of the previous games, other than like Echoes, the mobile game. Because they uh, dump heroes. a lot on you yeah. at the beginning of this game. Yeah. And for someone like me who's like barely played Fire Emblem, I was like taking a minute to like figure everything out. Mm. They killed the they killed the triangle system as well. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the weirdest thing. But they, there there is a relic of it in uh, special abilities you can equip. You can get like sword users can get advantages over axe, like a, a buff against oh, them eventually. That's cool, yeah. So that's kind of nice. But it was something I think that casual players mm-hmm. would like not have to struggle with anymore. Mm-hmm. They have an option to remove permadeath. Oh, that person just 
is gone for that battle. They'll come back the next battle if you really want that. Yeah. The difficulty settings. You said it's pretty easy. Normal, it seems pretty easy. Normal. Okay, someone who likes the challenge of, of the harder difficulties of the older Fire Emblem games, normal for me on Three Houses was brain dead mode. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I literally had to devise no strategy. I barely had to use gambits. Those are these like big, powerful combo attacks. Oh yeah, I barely I, like, used them. About I barely used them. I was like, do I, I do I need to use these? Is like, what's the benefit of these? Completely ignored a lot of that. And felt like the, a lot of the tactics from the enemies weren't very punishing enough for making mistakes. Mm, sure, you basically just like kind of like push, just force brute force your way through. Um, and I kind of like, yeah, I played a little. I started my second playthrough on hard. The very first mission, the very first mission where you're just like going against like little wimpy dimpy mercenaries, actually a little bit of felt a good amount of pushback. Actually, were two points like, oh, I might, I could lose these characters, like, uh-oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, I need to play a little bit more strategic here. So I would definitely encourage veterans to play on hard. Do not, normal is just gonna, ha- you'll get no satisfaction from the challenge of combat. However, I will balance that with the fact that this game has a heavier emphasis on the social management stuff, and if it's, that seems overwhelming and maybe you don't want to stress out about battles, maybe your first playthrough, you do take it on normal. And that way mm-hmm. you can get used to these new systems that are outside of combat. And then once you, oh, I see how this works. I'm very familiar with this. Then dive into the harder difficulties. That The harder difficulties don't affect the social systems. It doesn't make it any harder. Yeah. That'd be interesting if it uh-huh. did. But just wanted to toss that yeah. out there. Yeah. And uh, look forward to that spoiler mode. Um, well, Ben and I and Roger will definitely go way go in more depth. in depth. Yeah. I just don't want to spoil anything about like mm-hmm. the overall story yeah, and yeah. stuff and specifics. I and feel like it's been a while where there's where there's a game where the difficulty also affected like the puzzle difficulty or the social interaction difficulty. You know, like like Silent Hill Three. I feel like Tomb Raider. Yeah. Shadow Tomb Raider had stuff like that. They do that? Okay. Yeah, you could like make yeah. stuff harder. Yeah. Like you get fewer clues for a mm-hmm. puzzle and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's funny. Um, I'm going to have to skip over this patron question because we're really out of time. I just want to briefly say one last little headline thing. Uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. They announced a new classic 2D mode. Yeah. Uh, these games. Looks pretty funny. Yeah. Look, We all <laughs> took a look at the trailer. Cool. Looks really good. Uh, just real quick. It's called Tokyo 1964 mode. Throwback to last time uh, the Olympics were in Tokyo. Okay. Uh, bunch of different activities, not all of them, a few special activities, not special, a few of the lineup of activities are available in this 2D mode. Um, and like the marathon event to me looks the most amazing. Yeah. It's the one that has like the, the, the sumo slam. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, that looks cool. And then like Sonic racing like through animals and stuff, and he mm-hmm. hits them, he spins out. It's basically what I wanted. That's what I wanted from Mario Sonic crossover. It's <laughs> like, the classic style, not sure. this yeah. kind of workaround, which is Mario and the Sonic Olympic Games. Uh, one of you made a mention about the sprite work. Yeah, they're the using the Genesis Sonic. It's Genesis like the first Sonic and Mario NES. Mm-hmm. I guess because their first original appearance I guess. is what they're going for. Though you'd think 16-bit yeah, Mario there wasn't would a... fit better with yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. It just looks a little yeah, funny. Just some weird. But just hey, some goofy, not? cool, yeah. fun mode. Yep. Just want to let you know, it's yeah. great. It looks cool. It looks cool. Actually, it's something I want to. I definitely want to play just that part of it. Mm. Yeah, and we'll try that out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry we couldn't go more in time with the Fire Emblem impressions. Um, maybe we'll revisit it on the next episode you're as well. Get yeah, hours. you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah you're there's gonna a get lot. There's definitely a lot more to talk about, um, and I'm very excited to talk about it. A lot of good stuff. Some negative stuff. It wasn't all great. I will say that. 
But and I apologize that we had to rush to it at the end and skipped over uh, some of the patron questions. But thank you, everybody who submitted your questions for consideration for yeah. this episode. If you'd like to submit a question for a future for consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, if you are a five dollar and up patron, the week we are recording, I will make a post calling for your submissions. And also, as a five dollar and up member, you are part of the early access tier where you get this episodes of this show as well as some of our other shows early. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, if you're an early access patron, getting this on Sundays, and for everyone else who's watching this on Tuesday or later, thank you again for watching the show and showing your support for it. Thank you both for joining Yay. me today. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamescom's still going on, so if there's any big news, I apologize. It's just the time of the recording, but you know, you know, hopefully all the big stuff was announced already. But uh, until next time, everyone, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. Thank <laughs> you.